Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Nikki Steinberger. She says, the new wave in health here is intuitive-driven healthcare. It invites you to take a leap beyond the industry-driven BS, exhaustion from information overload, and seeking permission to heal yourself. She's written a fantastic book called Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes. We will be talking about that, but we're going to be talking about getting healthy post COVID. I think there's quite a number of us that have gained a few pounds. We haven't been as active as we should have been. And, uh, you know, perhaps even our mindset is a little bit foggy. You know, it's been a year now that we've been going on with this. And we're all at that kind of point in our lives is like, when is it going to be over? Will I ever get back into a routine? What is the best routine for me? What have I learned during this time? What can I take forward with me? Well, this is what Nikki's going to share with us today. So health, um, you know, the title of the show is called Your Health is Your Choice because it is, isn't it? You know, we can have people like yourself who can guide us, show us which programs work, what, uh, what skills, tools and everything else that works. But if we don't apply it and take ownership of ourselves, we are not taking ownership of over our own health. So what do we do, Nikki? What do we do? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you know, as you've said, uh, intuitive driven healthcare. And uh, what that means is that we listen to ourselves. Mm. We've gotten so, so far away, you know, uh, between the man or woman in the white coat to all the information that's available on the internet. And certainly, you know, we can pick and choose, we can do our research, but what it really comes down to, first of all, is, you know, tapping into our bodies and listening to that small voice. You know, I like to say, uh, if you have an inkling perhaps that let's say you're eating too much sugar, you don't need to go Google, am I eating too much sugar? You know, how much sugar is too much sugar? Um, you know, we've, we've just really gone in, in a far direction mm -hmm. from listening to ourselves and actually, you know, taking action from mm -hmm. that place without needing permission from someone or something else. That's a huge one because, yes, you know, how many people Google their symptoms and then next thing you know, they've got cancer, they've got, um, they've got diabetes, they've got this, they've got that, they've got a hundred different diseases because so many of them mimic the same thing or have the same symptoms. But, you know, that's the exterior point of view, you know, go to a doctor if you're really, really concerned. But if you are still with yourself and you know your own system and you know that you're not functioning properly, it's for you to look at, okay, what's in my way? 
what have I changed? Or, you know, is it is it I'm eating too much during COVID? Am I not being as active? Is my worrying causing problems? Am I getting the right nutrition for the circumstances? And all of this is so important, but we don't stop to ask ourselves that, do we? We ask exterior, not interior. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're searching for everything outside of ourselves. You know, it's like if you have pre-diabetes and now you have to go do the research on if you have to take any steps because, you know, will you get type 2 diabetes or how long does it take? Or, you know, when it's like, really, uh, you, you have enough cues, you have enough information, now get to work, you know, and how do you do that? Right. The how do you do that? That's the important thing, because you said we are an information overload. And so we're hearing all the exterior information and the, oh, you've got to, you should, this, this will do this, this will do, take back your life. And we've got all of that in our faces all the time from whether you're online, TV, wherever you are, it's, it's yelling at you. And as I said, we're not still enough to know what's going wrong with our own body. And if we cannot answer that ourselves, you know, like, okay, this is not functioning properly, or I'm feeling lethargic, or I'm more tired than usual. You need to go to someone who understands that, who knows how to ask the right questions and put you back on track. Yes, you do need that. But first and foremost, you know how it is when you go to the doctor and you've got a list of things wrong, and the moment he says, what's wrong, you open your mouth and you, I don't know. <laughs> you knew a moment ago while you were in the yeah. waiting room right <laughs> something intimidates us about going to the doctor and i don't know what it is and i think part fear is that the first thing they're going to do is give you a pill you know instead of going okay well what could be the root cause they don't have the time for the root cause anymore right? that's a very good point i don't know if they ever did but mm. um <clears throat> a few things from what you said you know one with this information overload we tend to compare ourselves to other people mm. Yeah. And that is just so to our detriment, right? Mm -hmm. So let's all of us, I'm guilty of that too, stop doing that. And, you know, another thing you talked about, the symptoms, we've come to a place where we settle and, you know, this notion, oh, I'm older or, or whatever the excuses and reasons for, you know, that's okay that my digestion is off. Uh, that's mm -hmm. okay that my blood pressure is a little high, you know, um, it's not, you don't have to feel like crap. Right. Um, yeah. You know, on, on the doctor front, <clears throat> if you're not working, <clears throat> if you don't have a co-participant in your health, someone where you can share a philosophy to some degree, mm -hmm. you know, share a language to some degree and someone who's going to be an advocate for you and, and support you in your health and healing journey, hey, get another doctor. Yeah. You no, know, uh, we don't have to bow down to that person. And uh, oftentimes when when we've done the research and we've and we've been involved and, and we're in nutrition and we're taking care of ourselves, we know more yes. than our doctor on, on some of these, you know, uh, situations. So don't be afraid to find someone else who will support you. And it doesn't have to be the traditional doctor. I mean, I had one doctor at one time and I was at that time married to a Chinese gentleman and she would say, okay, you know, I think this is the issue. What Chinese medicine can you take first? Right. And it was always the, the, med the Western medicine was the last resort. 
unless it was bacterial, then, you know, we just get that little cause of it. But then how do you rebuild your system afterwards? And, and she was very much on that holistic way before her times, so this is like 38 years ago, which was definitely way before her time. Um, I think if we, you know, right now where I'm living, there's a shortage of doctors. There's like an 800 people waiting list for a doctor. And even the walk-in clinics, if you want to go to a walk-in clinic, you know, to try and get an appointment that morning, you've got to line up at seven o'clock, you know, to, to get first come first serve. So it's in a way kind of the universe shifting us to, well, maybe the doctor doesn't have all the answers. Maybe you should be looking somewhere else. If it's muscular, then maybe you need a, a massage therapist or somebody who can release energy. If it's nutritional, go to the people who specialize in that and who intuitively can feel your body and help you understand what it is you're feeling and what you can do about it, right? Absolutely. And it makes me think of how I use uh, primary practitioners now or general practitioners now more as, you know, uh, a resource, yes. you know, coming in and telling that person what I think I need, uh, you know, and sort of sharing the platform and then asking for the referrals. Mm. I mean, that's, you know, one way that it works here in, in the U.S., but literally like asking for the referrals and we really have to advocate just because their first response might be no I don't think you need that or no we'll wait that doesn't have to be the end of the conversation right we get right. to say no this is really important to me now and I you know I've had to really kind of push a few times to get a particular blood test let's say and that's okay that's okay that's that's what we have to do yeah, um, as I said, you know, we can go to doctors and we can forget what we went for because suddenly we feel intimidated. You know, they're, they're on the clock and it's like they've got a whole load of people waiting. They're behind time as it is. And you go in there and you feel, I'm taking up their time. And then you just, maybe you only ask one thing when you've got a dozen things on the list. Or you're only allowed to ask about one thing. Right? You're not even allowed to address anything else. So the doctor's never getting the whole picture. He hasn't got time for it anymore, right? It's like, well, what's the symptoms? It must be this. You need to take that. Um, I know that um, um, I've had blood tests during uh, an infection and my blood sugars go up. And immediately they say, oh, you're diabetic. We've got to get you on the pills. We've got to get you on that. You may need to go into injections. And I go, I'm not diabetic. When I have an infection, my sugar things seem to go high. Once the infection's gone, it goes down again. And I've had arguments with doctors on this about the diabetes. I, said, I am not diabetic <laughs> and refuse to go the drug way, which doesn't always please them. But we do have to fight for our own bodies, you know, for what we believe. We're living with ourselves all the time, right? We do know something about our bodies and our health. Hopefully. Yeah. And I mean, and, and what you're describing is that that knowing mm. that wisdom, you know, and obviously the willingness that you've had to look in and trust yourself. I have, you know, more than one client who, you know, thinks that they need to ask the doctor for permission to, you know, wean off a pharmaceutical, you know, per yeah. se. It's like, we don't need permission, right? You, you, you might have a difference of opinion and you might have to push a little bit harder, but you, you get to be a co-participant yes. in your healthcare. Yes. 
<laughs> That's the way it should be. They're there to help you get well. And so they're there in their training that we know like nutrition or any holistic training is non-existent. Um, but they're there to kind of just, you know, deduce what's the problem and help you get well. And as I said, this doctor years ago was like, what holistic way can you do it? She didn't know enough about it, but she knew, try, look, this is the problem. What, what will help you on either, you know, the Chinese medicine or other medicines rather than putting me on drugs? Um, because, you know, we're not bashing doctors and certainly not now during COVID, they've worked their butts off here. Um, we're looking at a system that has stopped listening to the patient and deducing something by a couple of symptoms and immediately going into the drugs because the pharmaceutical reps are there all the time pushing them. And we have to say no to that. You know, there's that whole advertising going out, say no to drugs, but saying no to antibiotics because there is an overprescription of antibiotics going on that break the system down and now you're developing something else. So holistically is where we need to go first I think or we get the diagnosis and then go holistically but then you run into the problem saying a doctor threatening them if you go holistically I won't treat you anymore yeah that's a reality and that's where you get to know who the person is yes and that's where you get to choose someone else you know we must stand up and be proactive and advocate for ourselves and not, you know, hear this, listen to this and think, okay, well, I hope the system will change. That sounds really good to me. And I'm, 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 I'm all, I'm all in when that system changes, you know, I'll be ready for that. No, that, that could be a very long time or never. We don't know. So it has to start with you, with each one of us. And I know it can be intimidating and like some doctors, they won't work with you if you're not going to be on the pharmaceuticals yeah. Yeah. and you know, they, they're very good at instilling a lot of fear into yeah. worst case scenario about what will happen to us if we don't take X drug. So it's a personal decision that everybody has to decide for themselves, but they are not the all knowing uh, human being, you know, really, like you said, very little training on nutrition and, uh, alternative therapies because big pharma is you know mm -hmm. uh, right behind them so yeah yeah i know i had a doctor once um uh, i was diagnosed with a fibromyalgia and at that time a a treatment drug was coming out and he put me on this um discovery plan and i didn't like the way it made me feel and i also found out that those pills um would, would dry out the sockets of the teeth and, uh, you know, there was a head uh, dentist at the university who knew people were on these pills because immediately he could tell by the dry socket. And so I said, I'm not going to take these anymore. I don't like the way I feel on them. There's this. And I got a whole load of, you don't know what you're talking about. And sometime later, I had a car accident and I had to get my medical report. And I read this medical report and I was expecting somebody to come knocking at the door and coming to arrest me mm. because I wouldn't take it. And I was like oh my God, this is so, you know, intimidating completely. Uh, we should never, ever, ever uh, be treated um, 
you know, in a threatening way when it comes to our health. That does not make us better. It raises the stress level. Now we've got even more problems. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times what we'll face is doctors really not knowing how to answer questions because they haven't uh, done the research. They haven't kept up yeah. because they want to stay with what they want, with what they know. They want to stay with what's familiar. It's easier. They're stressed out and uh, it's easier to just go with the flow, to go with big pharma. And if they start to feel threatened because we're asking deeper questions and yeah. we want to very much be a co-participant in our health, they might just, you know, shrug it off to, well, this is the pill that we know works. And, you know, science shows and research shows, and some of that is very old and very outdated. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I told, told him about echinacea because I hadn't seen him for months. And when he finally saw me, I took my daughter and not me. And he goes, you look so well. You look like, because uh, I was at one point like eight, nine antibiotics a, a year which you know what that does to the body. And I'd gone completely holistically and I was taking echinacea and numerous other nutritionists that changed my body around completely. And he said, oh, you know, that would put me out of business. And then sometime later I went in again, I think with, my, with one of my kids and he goes, you know, have you heard of echinacea? <laughs> Getting fine. completely, I'm the one that put him on it. But I don't know if it's a fear of, of you know, embracing the alternative that it's a threat to them, you know, or that they're so bombarded with the pharmaceutical reps and there aren't any holistic reps at their door. So, you know, they're not getting the other side of it. So when the doctor says, you know, I don't want you going holistically or it could conflict with your drugs. One of the things we've got to remember is a, a great deal of the nutritionals and the holistics that we're going on are food based. They're just a supplement for the food we should be eating. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, they're operating within a system, you know, and they're really, um, most doctors that I've come into contact with most, not all, right. they're, they're uh, really students of that system and mm. they're married to that system and they were trained and taught within that system. And it's, I don't know, somehow, discomforting uh, to think about breaking out of that system and, and where do I go? I mean, this is, you know, this is my job and this is what I'm in. How can I do other? And so, you know, for all the listeners, there are integrative practitioners, yeah. there are integrative doctors uh, that will blend perhaps the both, but, you know, the best of both of, you know, uh, Western medicine and different integrative modalities. Um, so yeah, there's, a, there's a medical university that's uh, started doing that, integrating both medicines so that, you know, you do have a whole picture of the whole body. And really, that's what we're looking at, the whole body, isn't it? We don't want just a Band-Aid put on the symptom. We want to know what is the cause. And as you, you know, going back to the beginning, the intuitiveness we know when there's something wrong, but we don't know how to diagnose it or where is it coming from. And we'll go through the whole diet, or maybe it's stress, or I'm just worried right now, or I'm just a little overwhelmed right now. It's just throwing my body off. And then you leave it alone and you get more and more out of whack. This is where we need someone like you who can say, uh-uh, okay, th this is an indication. It's telling you this. And 
when I'm telling you this, does, does your intuition concur? Yeah. And so that's a great segue into, you know, perhaps some practical steps mm -hmm. that listeners can take. So I think the first thing, and, you know, we talk about COVID, we talk about pre-COVID, post-COVID, we don't know what's going on, but we do know that right now is this moment, mm -hmm. <laughs> regardless of, of what's to come. And I think perhaps the first step is to investigate. Yes, is to investigate where you are at. And we must do this holistically. And what I mean by this is mind, body, and mm -hmm. spirit, the whole of who we are, the essence of who we are, right? So we investigate, we slow down, we sit down, we take inventory. Okay, ask yourself, what's going on in my mind, mm -hmm. right? Am I feeling calm and grounded? Am I stressed out? Um, you know, am I feeling anxious? Do I feel scattered and just all over the place? Is fear running me? Mm. You know, am I eating compulsively? Do I feel not in control of my decisions? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we check in with our bodies. What's going on? Like, you know, do I have aches and pains? How is my digestion? Uh, if you're taking your blood sugar, blood pressure at home, you know, what are my vitals like? Do I feel fluid in my body? You know, are we one person or do I feel like there's yeah. three of us here, right? <laughs> yes. Am I connected? Do I feel like I belong in my body? And, you know, spirit, like, where am I connecting? Am mm. I connecting to other people, to nature, you know, to the earth, uh, to a higher power, to myself? And, you know, really take note, start with taking inventory and then sprout, you know, from there. That's that's step one, you know, um, in my mind. I agree with you. Um, it, it's knowing what makes you feel good. You know, the other day we had a beautiful sunny day here. I mean, for we've already got blossoms coming up. It's just like this is February and it was beautiful, windy but sunny day and I decided to go for a walk, went to my favorite French cafe, had a paddle raisin and a coffee sitting outside. The wind was just blowing away. The sun was beating down on me and people were walking by kind of, what's this woman doing outside? It's February. <laughs> and it was like, it was so rejuvenating. You know, the wind was clearing away all the cobwebs. The sun was warming my heart and soul. And I'd had a nice brisk walk. And when I got back, I just felt so much more rejuvenated. We forget about the little things that kind of rejuvenate our generator, don't we? We do. And to me, what you just described is medicine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that was medicine for you Yes. on that day, you know, and it's not, it's not woo woo. It actually affects our yes. cells, you know, and our digestive system. And our blood pressure, I mean, anything that affects blood pressure, you know, is, um, you know, powerful one way or another, yeah. whether it brings it down or brings it up, it's your whole cardiovascular system. So, you know, that that's fabulous. And, you know, again, a testament to you listening to yourself, mm. which, which perhaps is our, our main event here. Yes. You know, <laughs> today's show is listening to ourselves and uh, taking action from that place and not needing permission. Knowing what makes us feel good and making sure that we give ourselves the time to go and do it. You know, it's, oh, later, later, I've got to get this done. And 
you know, I work, I can work seven hours straight on the computer and I know that's not good for me, right? It's, you know, you need to get up and walk about, you need to go and do some things. When you know something that you need to do, then make sure that somewhere along the line, you do do it. Oh yeah, no, I should have done that today. I got aches and pains. Well, had you done that, you wouldn't have the aches and pains. So, you know, the body will tell you it will also tell you when it feels good and then log that in the memory. Okay, what should I do to make myself feel good? Oh, that, that makes me feel good. Go and do it. <laughs> it's yes. always telling us, it's always communicating, right? Yes. And, you know, that also speaks to, you know, how uh, time can just evade us and mm. the day can pass us by, which is why I feel that it's super important and critical to start with a sacred morning ritual practice, mm -hmm. you know, and get stuff in, get some good stuff in the practices that support you first thing in the morning, because like you're saying, next thing we know, we've been at the computer for seven hours. We've been sitting on our butts, totally unhealthy. And now there's just no time. Right. I know if I turn my phone on first thing in the morning, sometimes well, where did my meditation practice go? Where did yeah. my walk go? I'm, I'm, you know, responding back to people instead of taking care of myself, you know, and then next thing is, well, I need to eat. And then I have that scheduled thing. Mm -hmm. So my practices don't happen. So um, I, I encourage everyone and I do this with my clients, my friends and everyone just get something really self-supporting in first thing in the morning. It's kind of tuning into your channel, isn't it? Yes. And then that's the channel that you want to go on and that you feel safe to rise up from, you know, and come back down to. But it's kind of, this is my vibe for the day. It says putting, oh, I'm sorry. We had a baby shower a little while ago. And, and this is the back screen and I, I've deleted it. I don't know how to get rid of it, but it keeps popping back up again. So oh, the rainbow effect, right? We all would like a little rainbow in our lives, um, yes. but it should go in a moment. <laughs> well. I love what you said though about the channel. That's a really mm. neat analogy to think of because we can relate to tapping into other people's channels yes. you know, and, and social media and everything else and i like thinking about that hey i'm going to wake up i'm tuning into my channel yeah. you know mm. it, it's a thing it's actually a thing it's a concrete thing yes. and, and this is what exists in my channel that makes me feel good right body mind and spirit so then i can then create and share my gifts with others, the reason why we're all here in the first place. Right. I never was really a routine person. I was always a person that kind of bugged that, kind of went with the flow. But in the last few years, I've got more into routine. And I like my hour in, you know, I, I get up, have my breakfast, this, that, etc. But I have my hour where I just kind of do my little social media. I'm in a rhythm, right? And it's just getting myself prepared. Uh, for for the day and if I don't have that I feel off kilter so you know tuning into your channel making sure that's the frequency that you're putting out there that's the frequency people are going to interact with you right and you're not going to invite the lower energies because that's where you're at and if you can't get into that vibe then that's the time to really go okay what's what's bothering me today yeah absolutely and you know, speaking of like a morning practice and, and our channels. So after we've investigated, right, we and we've taken inventory, 
and we've noted, okay, this is what's going on in my mind, and this is what's going on in my body, and this is what's going on in my spirit. And, you know, if you don't know, then, then take a moment and get quiet with yourself and let it come. Mm-hmm. Don't think too hard. It doesn't right. all come through the mind. Let it come through a 10-minute meditation or, or a nice quiet walk. Once you've taken inventory, then decide, okay, now what are my practices, mm-hmm. right? What, what practices do I want to or need to let go of right now? Right. You mentioned, oh, maybe I've been eating more through COVID. Maybe we've been home more. Maybe we've been sucking up the sensationalized news too much. Or, you know, <laughs> sucking on lollipops while we're doing it. Um, Scotch. The same way you can take the news. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, and so make a note. What practices do I need to let go of? What or what avoidances or what denial do I need to let go of? And what practices do I want to start or infuse? Mm. And it doesn't matter that it's February. Dates don't matter. We have this moment. We have today. We have right now. So that would be the next step after investigation. Mm. Allowing the now, right? You know, the gift um, is in the present. Um, I think it's just as important at the end of our day to download the day and not go to sleep with the worry of tomorrow or maybe the pressure of the day. So it's just as important for our health and and sleep practices to let go of the day as well. Yeah. I mean, I know many people have a morning practice and an evening practice, you know, so uh, whatever works, there's so many wonderful practices. And I think that you know, in within our practices, what we're letting go of, what we're infusing or or starting, it's important to have a plan, mm. and I'll, I'll break down what that means: support and accountability. Mm-hmm. So, within a plan, I'm talking about uh, three pillars of a healthy lifestyle. Now, there are more, but these three pillars are a plan of eating, mm-hmm. a plan of exercise and a plan of stress reduction, mm-hmm. okay? And if you don't have that, then it's time to cultivate that. And if you need support in cultivating that, then you go out and you either find a friend, a buddy, a community group, a mentor, a coach, whatever it is to you. And, uh, you know, we're just too much all over the place, willy-nilly, yeah. a million things, you know, picking and choosing and not having something solid mm-hmm. right and it becomes harder and harder again to trust ourselves because so many influencers are coming in so uh, a plan support and accountability this is what i do with my clients and myself mm-hmm. accountability is a big one um uh, you know again it's you know why this is called your health is is um you know, is, is your interest, it's your, it's up to you. Um, we know when we're feeling out of sorts and, you know, you talked about the news and, and certainly with the year of COVID and um, the political arena that we've been in for the last four or five years, just stress in itself of not knowing what tomorrow is and, you know, will I survive another day? All of that that's going on. It has such an interruption in our psyche 
and you know in our, our souls and our hearts and our spirits and that can disconglobulate us completely and it troubles the mind and the mind doesn't know how to work it out because this is data this is knowledge information that we've acquired if we can listen to our soul you know our divine uh, knowledge and let it resonate with the heart and truth given to the spirit of action our mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it but if we're thinking it all the time and chewing it over in our thoughts all the time, we then worry about it. And the next thing you know, it's the CNN effect. A pimple has become a volcanic eruption. And our mind will do that, won't it? <gasps> what if? Oh, what that? What happens then? And we can build our own hysteria up and that will break our whole body and psyche down. 100%, you know, and this is a perfect segue. We're talking about mindset, mm -hmm. right? So as we're doing these practices, whatever they may be, and resistance arises as it will. And we want resistance to arise because we want to get underneath it. Yeah. And that's where the real healing is. And underneath it is mindset. Well, you know, what is mindset? Really, mindset is our thoughts and our beliefs. And, uh, you know, I like to say, if you don't program your mind, mm -hmm. your mind programs you. Mm -hmm. And so what you were describing, you know, taking all this stuff in and getting all out of sorts, you know, we, we think only because we've been trained this way that what we think and what we say and, and what we speak, that we are, quote unquote, reporting the news. <laughs> we're simply saying what's happening. We're, we're, we're saying what's in front of us. While the truth is we're actually charting our course, mm. right? We're actually, you know, creating our pathway and uh, developing the outcomes in our lives or, you know, the, the reality that we see, you know, um, our experience. So until we have an effective mindset method practice, right, practice, daily practice, mm -hmm. like meditation, like exercise, uh, the place where a lot of us get hung up with mindset is that we're, we're focused on mindset concepts, such as think positive. Yeah. Mindset concept, nothing wrong with thinking positive. That's great. However, that's not inherently a practice that raises awareness mm -hmm. or a practice that teaches us where we were, where we're coming from and where we're going. Uh, it's not, you know, these concepts, uh, treat myself well, you know, fantastic, you know, do I, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, you know, affirmations are great, uh, but on their own, they're not a practice that helps me connect the dots between my thoughts and beliefs and the outcomes in my life, right, right. It's very different. And this is where I use the shadow and light framework uh, in my work to help folks really connect those dots and see growth in that area because mindset is really uh, the queen pin, the base, the foundation of all long lasting sustainable transformation. Yeah, if, if the mind doesn't allow ourselves to hear the spirit, then the heart won't connect with it. So the mind can block anything, but an open mind is going to receive all that it needs to know. So it's having an open mind being inquisitive being wondrous isn't it 
you know, even over your health. Okay, all right, um, I've developed this problem. Where, why have I developed it? I want to be inquisitive, I want to ask. But then I can't just ask the mind, I've got to allow the mind to ask the whole of me, all of the other senses, all of the other spirit inside of us to get the answer. And if we stop analyzing and then start inquiring, we will receive the knowledge we need to receive. Absolutely. And when you say open mind, you know, that makes me think that, well, you know, how can we have an open mind when we have a cluttered mind? <laughs> right? And we can't necessarily just snap our fingers. You know, we can say, okay, yes, I, I really want to be open minded. I, I, I so much I'm praying, you know, to be open minded, which is wonderful. But you know, if you have a house or a room, that's filled with clutter, praying is wonderful. You, you still got to move the stuff out. You yes. still got to organize and take inventory and get rid of what you don't need and redo or reprogram, right? right. So sometimes having that open mind uh, takes some work on the back end and some guidance as to how to do that effectively. Yeah. Um, I think one of the problems that we have is that we think more than we feel. And I personally uh, do a hell of a lot better when I feel my knowledge and not think my knowledge. Um, because then I know that knowledge is, is a connection to all of me. Um, but the food for thought can come from the feeling. And again, that goes back to your health in tuning, in tunement in. It's like, okay, all right, no, the gut's not feeling good. Am I putting different food in there? Is the, am I getting too worried? Um, is the, have I changed some product that's having an effect? Be inquisitive, right? Be inquiring. But I think what we are very quick to do is come to a conclusion before we should, uh, or a judgment very often then we start beating ourselves up oh i've gained covid weight you know how could i do that you know? and we beat ourselves up for it that's not going to help our psyche is it that's not going to help any healing it's not going to help at all you know and uh it it resonates to the point of going to this quick fix going mm. to solution immediately you know, uh, I think collectively we're just trained that way. You know, going to this fix instead of what you're saying, you know, being inquisitive and, you know, inquisitive sort of speaks to the mind. But what we're saying is to get in touch with your body and to sit down for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in meditation. All that means is getting quiet, taking some deep breaths, focusing back to the present moment or going for a walk, preferably in nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the mind persists, come back to, oh, that tree is so beautiful. Oh, those leaves are so green. Oh, that light coming through. Because when you can name what you see, or even name what you hear, it helps bring us back to the present, the mm -hmm. present moment. And from that place, uh, we're guided to our best fruition. Right yeah. from that place, we can hear what's going on without making a list of pros and cons in our yeah. mind. That serves a purpose, but not every time. Right. Kind of takes us back to our own channel, doesn't it? That's right. I love that. Our so, own channel. Uh, and then, you know, the reason why we want to be on that channel is that's where we groove. 
you know that's our frequency that's where we we know that we can fluidly move forward and life energy it is about fluidity. It's about constant movement, not stagnation. And I think a lot of the time we become stagnant uh, out of fear. And fear is irrational, like depression is irrational. You know, you can't talk your way out of it. You're afraid. You don't know why you're afraid. but it, And then you're afraid that you're afraid. And it can just build and build from there. And you cannot move forward because it becomes a complete block. So it's really kind of quite essential that we try and stay within our channels and find a way to always come back to our channel and not end up in that fear zone because that's, that's a hard one to deal with, isn't it? Well, you know, an unmanaged mind is debilitating. Yes. You know, and, and this is one reason, you know, we see a lot of mindset coaches out there. Um, we must learn to manage our mind. And I think it's the big human trick that it doesn't come up like in childhood and if ever, right? And, and we're, we're going along trying to figure things out and you know figure out why maybe we're more miserable <laughs> than we think we need to be, or we don't have this, or we want this. Mm -hmm. And uh, without understanding, uh, yeah, like that you're saying we are drowning in the fear yeah. and there's a reason for it. And there is a way out again with an effective mindset method, such as the shadow and light framework. Right. What is the shadow mind framework? What do you actually do with that? So the shadow and light framework is a sequence of steps that helps us simply connect the dots between our thoughts and beliefs and our outcomes. And in a nutshell, it's sort of easier to get when you see a visual, uh, but in a nutshell, we look at all situations as neutral. Mm -hmm. And this can take a minute to really wrap ourselves around. I've had, I had a, a client who was yelling at me. She wasn't mad at me, but boy, was she's gonna tell me this situation was not neutral. It was bad. It was definitely bad. And I can tell you all the ways it's bad. I just, I cannot see how it would be neutral. And, and this is what it's, where it starts. And what that means is that we get to decide how to be in relationship with mm. a situation. Okay. Right. And it's not a moral judgment. We're never going to say oppression of any kind is okay. That's not what it's about. What we're saying is, this is a situation, it's neutral. If I asked 100 different people, we're going to get a variety of different responses. Now I get to decide how to be in relationship with it, with my thought. And then we begin the investigation. And we don't just jump to, okay, what's my positive thought? We investigate the shadow side, yes. the knee jerk, the unintentional, perhaps repeated pattern thought of decades. Mm -hmm. And every thought creates an emotion Every emotion drives our practices, AKA behaviors, actions, avoidances, and our practices produce the outcomes. So mm -hmm. this is this sequence. And the more and more that we can uh, use it as a practice, bring it into the daily, it becomes easier over time and integrative. And we get to shift after raising awareness, we get to shift our emotional state with changes, everything in our lives. I like the fact that you call it the shadow because 
it's almost like a nagging feeling, isn't it? It's, um, and sometimes we have those triggers. It takes us back to a difficult time. And it's like the shadows chasing you and you're worried it's going to encompass you into the dark again. And that fear itself can, you know, allow the development of it instead of going, okay, I'm, you know, this is a, a bad memory here, but that's what it is, a memory. It is no longer a part of my life. It's just a shadow from the past, let it go. Uh, but that requires us stepping into a rational uh, state of being, which sometimes we really do need to be, don't we? We do, you know, and the purpose isn't even not being in the shadow or eradicating it or never going there. Uh, I don't think that's humanly possible. No. The purpose is raising awareness, that's yes. all. And, and not being, being not being afraid to be there. Yes, yeah. right. Because once we have a thought that puts us the, the fear of being there, we're just going to stay stuck there. So yeah. it's it's for our learning. That's yes. where the freedom comes in. That's where the liberation comes. Mm -hmm. I had a, a long period where I kind of went into the dark and I could see the light out there. And the exterior of me, you know, I was still doing this and that for everybody, but the interior of me had just gone into the darkness and it was a protection thing kind of shut my soul down for a while and then when I came out I felt like the you know of course it's very bright at first <laughs> you got to adjust to that light and then I felt like the shadows were following me and um, going to pull me back in and it took me some time to work on it I can now go into the dark quite happily and peacefully because I realize I am the light so if I do get a trigger of anything, I can look at it and go, oh, well, yeah, no, I don't want to go back there. That's just a memory. Yeah, I like that. You can differentiate. Yes. You're not afraid of one side because you know there's a hole that exists. Yes. I'm no longer that person. Yeah. So I can't, I can't go back into that because that person, you know, is a totally different person to who I am now. You know, one of the reasons I love doing these shows is people sharing their courage and their strength of what they've learned through their adversity, through their challenges, uh, the skills and the tools that they learn, that they then pass on to others that they share with. And we sell ourselves short as human beings. We're actually incredibly awesome. We're incredibly capable. We have so many abilities that we don't allow ourselves to, but a lot of it, we live in the expectation and the dictation of society, historical society, current society, whatever is imposed upon us, you must live within these brackets. And as human spirits, we don't want to belong to any brackets. Now there's a difference being on your own channel as opposed to be in a restraint of expectation. Yeah, I love that. Your channel versus these brackets. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, this all speaks to if you don't program your mind, your mind programs you. Yeah. And it's already happening. You know, this is this is this has happened since since birth, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, part of what we do is a, a reprogramming to discover our channel and to dedicate ourselves to connecting with our channel and as much as possible, the people that uh, resonate, uh, that are in alignment, you know, yes. with, with our channel. Same frequency, yep, same yes. wavelength. <laughs> exactly, you know, why, why make life harder mm -hmm. than it has to be? We have inherent struggles, 
uh, and you know, being in a body um, and, and managing the mind. I mean, all of it. So uh, foolish not to win in our own fantasies was something that uh, doctors Ron and Mary Holnick said in my spiritual psychology program. So, you know, we have to uh, set ourselves up to have as much fun and creativity and connection and love and liberation as we possibly can. I mean, take a skater. Can you name a skater that got on the ice that never fell down? Right? You fall down, you learn to get back up. The more you fall down, the quicker you learn to get back up. You miss that jump, okay. You were off kilter, get back into sync, you'll hit it again the next moment. And that is life, isn't it? We're, we're not always going to walk the steady line. And it's not about a line anyway. It's like the DNA twirl, you know, that's more what life is all about. It's like if you do fall, if you do get off kilter, don't panic. I always say, tap into your emotions, but don't become emotional about them. Your emotions are an indication of where you're at right now. Address where you're at. Why do I feel like that? What's causing that? Okay, all right, I can let that go. All right, I'm not, I don't want that feeling. Let the emotion go. It was there to tell you a state of mind. What caused the state of mind? Don't get caught up in the hysteria of it or the fear of it. Just address it and move on. And in a lot of ways, I think the reason why people are addicted to soap operas is that we can have a soap opera running in our lives if we're not careful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the skater, if we look at the, the skater falling as neutral. Yes. And the difference in everybody's uh, experience of that is going to be what comes next. Yes. What did I decide to think about that? Right. Was that a learning experience? Mm -hmm. That's going to create a very different emotion than if I say, oh, my God, I'm bad. I'm a terrible skater right? That's going to, that's going to be a different emotion. Those emotions are going to produce different res, uh, practices. And from there, we're going to have different outcomes. So really, we learn to investigate and to, in the process, manage our mind so that the skater falling, if that's us, it's a neutral situation and we get to decide how to be in relationship with it. Therefore, how to influence uh, our reality, our, our lived experience, the outcomes, the results in our life. When we know what not to do, we know better of what to do, right? And part of life is learning, oh, no, that was a cul-de-sac. Well, why did you go down that cul-de-sac? Maybe there was something you needed to learn along the way. What was it? <laughs> Be attentive, right? It doesn't mean the end of the road for you, staring at the end of the cul-de-sac and going, oh, I don't know where to go now. Turn around, go back out, seek something else out. You know, like the wonderful book, Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson, MD. Two mice, two men around abundance of cheese. One day the cheese is gone and it's the reaction. Sniffy and scurry, go looking for more cheese. Hem and ha. You know, uh, har is like, I, I don't know what to do. Took a while before we realized I'm hungry. I need to go and look for some more cheese. And Hem wanted to sue someone. Give me back my cheese. I'm not moving until you do. And those are the reactions that we can have over things. And, and what we feed is what will grow. So don't feed the mistake. It was just a learning. That's all it is. It's learning how to get back up. It's not about the doomsday of falling down. We're going to fall so many times in our lives, but how quickly can we get back up? Yes, and 
if you've learned from an experience, then it's a success. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. Triumph. I got back up. <laughs> I did it again without falling. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And if you put that experience in your backpack and it goes with you everywhere and it gives you confidence to go and try other things because it doesn't matter if you fall on the next thing, you know, you can get back up. Yeah, I think they absolutely. terminology say to people is lighten up, right? <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about your diabetic book, Type 2 Diabetes. Um, it's really prevalent out there right now and um, done a few shows on it and, and it can be completely controlled, you know, by diet, by exercise, by a different mindset completely. Of course, you know, immediately the doctors want to put you on the drugs. You don't want to go on that. You want to control it in different ways. But we have so much of it. And you like, you know, one of your things is sugar. <laughs> We're sweet enough, folks. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, I've been focusing a lot on, on sugar addiction and taking folks uh, through the pathway of progress and, and success to examine what's going on and take a holistic approach. You know, of course, mind, body, and spirit. Physiology plays a role. Mindset plays a role. And uh, satisfaction plays a role. So uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, you know, the whole spectrum of metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease, prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and now even Alzheimer's, you know, all connected to uh, excess processed and refined sugar and carbohydrates, mm. uh, what it does in the body. And it's preventable, it's reversible. And if you decide that you're ready to shift and you want to put some energy toward your lifestyle practices, uh, perhaps with some guidance, then uh, it's, all, it's doable, you know, and it's a gentler approach. Uh, pharmaceuticals don't heal diabetes. They never will. You know, they will perhaps dampen some symptoms and produce other symptoms. Meanwhile, the condition progresses. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're taking a pharmaceutical and it's lowering your blood sugar to some extent, the condition insulin resistance is still progressing over time. You see people with complications, you know, whether it's, um, you know, eyes or kidney or their limbs. Well, a great number of those people are on the pharmaceuticals. They are taking insulin. So um, it's, it's by no means a cure. And again, it takes us back to industry-driven healthcare versus intuitive-driven healthcare. And they're doing the same things that they were doing, you know, 20, 30, 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, I have a nephew with type 1 diabetes. He's had it since a child. And he's going through various operations with his eyes right now, that his eyes are literally protruding and he may lose his eyesight. Mm. And... Um, he, you know, he's been through hell and back with his, with his diabetes. Uh, when people get the type two diabetes, oh yeah, I've got type two diabetes. It's almost like, you know, I've, I've won something mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like, uh, and it becomes an excuse and they say, okay, well, type one is, is hereditary. It's kind of a, a different system. Type two is completely controllable. Obviously you can make type one a lot better 
with uh, control as well. But we don't need to have type two. There was a brilliant documentary on sugar of a, a Australian guy that went to America. He was there, I think three to five weeks and he ate, you know, slushies and, mm. and other stuff, you know, that were supposed to be healthy. And he gained so much weight and it took him three months when he went back home to get off the sugar bus and to get his body back into sync again. We forget there's sugar in everything. It's not just a question of you adding sugar, it's in everything. And so your poor body is being bombarded with it all the time. True, and we forget, or we might not have, um, you know, wrapped ourselves around the perspective that sugar is a drug. Mm-hmm. Sugar is a drug, you know. That's why we call it a sugar high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very powerful. It's addicting. Mm-hmm. We want more. Uh, it affects the physiology. You know, if we're burning sugar predominantly for fuel, the body is simply going to ask for more. Uh, we've been, you know, uh, sold a, a, a bill of goods mm. on that. You know, we need to fuel up with a bunch of carbohydrates. It's not true. And we get sucked in and it can be very destructive, Um, you know, not only to the body, but emotionally, you know, we have great suffering from feeling out of control, from feeling uh, bad about ourselves, hating ourselves, you know, feeling uh, our creativity gets dampened and um, a lot of fatigue, Mm -hmm. big exhaustion. Um, that that fog, cognitive fog, so that we can't think clearly. So uh, for anyone unclear, it's a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I live with a 87-year-old. The amount of sugar that she consumes in a day, and you know, I, you know, it's it's vinegar, salt, and sugar. And she's stronger than I am, <laughs> but you know, she has no teeth anymore and it's just I marvel at how much she could put in herself and still be going you know uh, I don't have sugar in anything yes I, I go for some dark chocolate or and I love dried fruit and that type of thing but I um I can't add sugar she'll say oh try this it's so nice and my teeth are going like this because it's so sweet and she couldn't restrict her sugar now she's this complete sugar addict uh, where I gave it up a long time ago um, we can give it up and it's just like anything that you're going to go through you're going you're giving up a habit and your body likes that habit like it like any form of drug addict it likes it it likes the way it feels whether it's doing you good or not and this is where the mind really has to come in and be strong doesn't it and say no I am going to do this I value my body more it does. And it really takes a comprehensive approach. Mm-hmm. It's not about willpower. Right. It's not about discipline. It's about having a plan, support and accountability. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's completely um, doable when you have support and you have guidance and you start putting the pieces together and you start gaining some momentum and feeling better, you know, sky starts to open up as you become liberated. You know, your book is is Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes, 16 Holistic Practices to Prevent and Reverse Diabetes and Reclaim Joy, Vitality and um, 
and plenty. I think I'm reading this without my glasses. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's especially in North America, it, it is just become secondary like you know oh yeah i've got type 2 i've got type 2 i've got type 2 and you, you we look at the heart disease it's so much more than it ever used to be we look at cancer and it's just you know it's now become as common as the common cold and it's we're just accepting this as a society and going but why we should be having access to healthier foods. We should be having access to new nutrition or supplements if we're not eating the right food. This should be the way it is now in this world. But we, we're not, are we? We're, we just seem to be eating very badly. And so many chemicals, uh, you know, in the foods that we eat or GMO and sugar and things like that, that it's literally breaking our systems down faster than ever. True. I mean, big food, big, big pharma, they're, they're yeah. run by greed and money. Yes. You know, they're not run with our, with our uh, health interests in mind. So, no, us, us getting sick is profitable for them. Yeah. And again, it's that system that we've talked about and stepping into intuitive driven healthcare, connecting with those who are on um, cutting edge paths mm -hmm. <laughs> of, mm -hmm. of healing and recovery and you know by cutting edge that that can mean going for a walk with a little sun in nature yes um you know coming back to to the earth and to our roots but yeah it's gotten way out of control i mean we see children now with fatty liver disease mm. um similar to an alcoholic from all the uh sodas and yeah. you know high fructose corn syrup um so yeah, you got you got to make a decision. Hopefully, it's a wise one, and, and just start walking down that path. Well, this is why your health is your choice. You know, right. just because it's on the supermarket shelf does not mean it's good for you. You know, this is where we actually have to go. Okay, what is good for my body? What is good for my mind? We're seeing, you know, education of kids just not being able to finish school or not get good grades, and that's the foggy mind coming from the foggy diet and you know, the wrong kind of exercise and uh, uh, overstimulus, you know, TV, phone and everything else, not enough walk in nature or participant in nature. And all of that comes into play, doesn't it? It all adds up. Right. And then you, the next thing you know, there's, there's a, a mental health diagnosis and now you got to get on the pharmaceuticals. Yes. You know, and to compound the issue. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we have now in Mental Health Day and we have Cancer Day and we have this day and that day, but and there's millions and trillions of dollars going into cancer research. Well, if we could treat cancer as a physical and emotional disease, then we could get to the root of what is the cause of it instead of just, again, you know, um, radiation and, you know, 50-50 if you survive. I, I've interviewed an awful lot of people with cancer that have gone alternative ways. And they realize a great deal of it was um, the emotional stress that was within their body is what caused the cancer. So an awful lot of these diseases that we see as commonplace today can all be preventable, can't they? Absolutely. Again, up to us. What are we going to do about it? You know, it's not like, oh, I've been diagnosed with this. That's it. My life is over. And, you know, or I'm just going to live on the drugs now and woe is me. I have it. You know, it's what am I going to do about it? What avenues are there that I can get around? And as you said, 
you know, have the plan, right? Um, be inquisitive and be accountable. If we're not accountable for our own health, who the hell is? Yeah, and instead of saying, you know, I don't know what to do, which I think is one of the first, first knee-jerk <laughs> thoughts, yeah, that we go to, I don't know what to do. And understandably, there's so much information. Um, that's a thought, okay, that's yeah. a choice. It's not that you don't know what to do, it's that you're choosing to say those words and that sentence, yeah. I don't know what to do. Um, we can investigate that and learn from that and then move into, let me find out what I can do. Yeah. Let, let me find out. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's a hundred programs, coaches, mentors, whatever, pick one. Right. You know, you do don't have to do it alone. <laughs> yeah. Do a little research, yeah. you know, ask some friends or, or community, narrow it down to three, do a little bit more research, see who you vibe with, who you resonate with, and then pick and go, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Now go. I have a word every, every year. And my word this year is actionism. It's no more talk, step into action, right? Actionism. Right. And, you know, there was one woman I interviewed who um, did speed shrinking instead of speed dating. She wanted to find a shrink. So she did speed shrinking, <laughs> you know, right. 10 minute interview with all of them to find the right one, you know? And yeah. the thing is, yeah, you know, our initial reaction is, oh gosh, what am I going to do? Well, that's where inquisitive, right? Wonderment comes into, okay, I've been diagnosed with this ABC. What can I do to empower myself? What can I do? I don't know what to do right now. That's okay. Don't get stuck there. Why do I do all of these shows? I bring you people who know what you need to do. All you need to do is listen to them, then reach out to them and let them help you and guide you along the way. But you have to reach out to people. That's part of your proactiveness. That's a part of your accountability. You're not meant to do it all on your own. That's something I think we've also become very insular on. Oh, I can hear myself. Oh, no, I don't need anyone. We all need somebody. And you need somebody who's either been there before you or studied it and knows what you need to do in this moment. You're going to do it, but they're going to guide you through the process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and instead of, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Uh, the thought could be, I'm going to find the best program ever. And, you know, there are so many people now, coaches, you know, yeah. uh, like myself, we give complimentary consults. Yes. Many people do. So yes. it, it, it's it's really being willing to uh, engage and to ask some questions and to show up for yourself and to find a good fit, you know, and to just move past the fear and You're do right. it. Who's on your vibe? Yeah. Who's on your wavelength? They understand. And, you know, this is again why I do the show. When you're listening to a show and you feel that that person's talking to you, that person's hearing you, then you know that frequency is a complimentary one. Reach out. Yeah, they right? can relate to my channel. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Because, right. you know, they could be, I mean, I'm totally and utterly opposed to one size fits all. Yeah. And, you know, it isn't. You know, you're going to go with somebody who's in tuned with you. And not every practitioner can be in tuned with everyone. Some people are working on a different frequency that you just don't connect with. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, again, all the different frequencies that were out there. But when you get somebody who gets you and you know that they're talking to you, then it's like, ah, I really want to know this person more. I know, I feel a synergy. 
right? Yeah. And I'm more likely to listen to that person because I've already connected. And you're more likely to reach that person because they're open to receiving. Yes. And, you know, when you're with someone that does understand your channel and you're on a similar frequency, it's okay to have differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not love every moment. Right. And a good coach will gently push you a bit past your comfort zone because they want what's in your best interest. You know, uh, they want you to grow. They want you to excel, to evolve. So it's not to say that the right match feels good every single time. There, there will likely be some work that you might not want to do. Right. Or that you don't think is necessary but your coach or mentor or practitioner, you know, might know otherwise from their experience. So sometimes you just have to uh, let go. And if it's the right frequency, you know, um, give up some control and trust and know that you're co-participating in your healthcare and in your life. And the thing is, until you try it, you don't know if it's going to work. You know, oh, I tried it once and I'll never do that again. Well, you tried it once, but have you tried it this way? Or maybe a third time is the time that it really connects with you. We can't expect, you know, every time, oh, that is going to be ding dong bells, right? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. You've got to do it a few times, especially if the mind is resistant because the mind has to kind of reprogram itself into a different pattern. And it's going to be resistant at first. It doesn't want to do that because it's in that pattern hold. You're changing that pattern hold. And that sometimes takes a few times of repetitiveness before it's at ease with it. Yeah, or months of repetition. Oh, months, yes. <laughs> it just depends how, about, how big yeah. a hole it is. <laughs> yeah, we might be unwinding years mm -hmm. of old stories, myths that don't serve us. So give it some time. I have clients sometimes that after a few weeks, oh, I, I, I'm not doing it right. I don't think I'm making progress. Uh, you know, be gentle with yourself. We just started. Give yourself yeah. a break. Commend yourself for stepping in, mm -hmm. you know, celebrate every tiny win. Yeah, because you never know when that light bulb is going to come on. That's right. And, and we know that it takes three months of our cellular structure to change. You know, and that 90 day, the reason why it's used so much on so many things is because that's when the turnover is cellular, mentally, everything. And we know, I think it takes eight positives to undo one negative. So, you know, it's, those affirmations of speaking to yourself, speak positively to yourself. Don't just go throw in a, a negative there. Now you've just put a spanner in the works and it does take persistence. A lot of people have been sold the bill of goods that the quick fix is just take this pill, download this app, just do this and everything will be hunky-dory. As you said, you took a long time to get into ill health. It takes a long time to come out of it, but the more you nurture it and feed it, the quicker the process will be. Perseverance pays mm -hmm. and it's not always on our timeline. No, there is no time in the hereafter or in the spirit world anyway. So it's, it is the step by step and you know that take that actionism, be persistent, be accountable. Don't beat yourself up if you fall, that's okay because the, the lesson was to how are you going to get back up? Are you going to sit there moaning and go, I fell? Or are you going to go, oh, no, I'm not going to have this. I'm just going to get back up. <laughs> I'm going to get back up and face what I need to face. That's where you discover your strength. 
That's where you discover your courage. That's where you discover your abilities. And all of a sudden, you stop selling yourself short and you believe you can do so much more in life. Yeah, great point. 100% agree. So we're our own worst enemies um, because we are inclined to reiterate all the negative and everything that's been sold is um, the changing of the mind, the listening of the soul and the heart, the lifting up of our spirit, the participation in our own lives is absolutely essential, isn't it? Absolutely. So what kind of program, um, you know, how, how does it go through with them? What's your system there? Share that with people and how they can get hold of you. Oh, yeah. So uh, a few different ways. So I do uh, the Shadow and Light Framework one-on-one -on -one health coaching. And um, I'm also opening Ditch the Sugar Academy, a membership, mm -hmm. which is going to be really incredible. I'm doing um, welcoming in founding members in a matter of weeks to uh, give me feedback, help me lay, lay the groundwork. And uh, the best place right now would probably be my uh my free facebook group and it's called joy vitality and plenty and the link is drnickysteinberger.com forward slash community and i do ditch the sugar lives weekly in there so you can get a taste of all that we're talking about and i do have a um a free resource for your listeners you know we've we've talked about practices and different practicing and what to do and sometimes we just kind of need it on paper and yeah. sometimes we want something a little bit out of the box so I compiled a checklist of practices that you can find at drnickysteinberger.com forward slash practice would you spell your name for our audio people please sure d-r-n-i-c-k-i-s-t-e-i-n-b-e-r G-E-R.com. Dot com. Excellent. There is always an answer. We've just got to be willing to look for it, be open to it, right? And very often, if you put out the call, you know, I need help with this. I need somebody that guides me. Pay attention. You're going to feel them and suddenly, all of a sudden, you're connected, you know, and it's not for us to know how that connection is going to be about, but people pop up in your life, you know, as you say, when the student is ready, the teacher's there. And it's be aware of what's around you, good and bad, and be willing and open to explore and receive because you just don't know until you try. Absolutely. How do people get hold of the that. book? Uh, the book is available on Amazon. And I can give you the direct link. It is drnickysteinberger.com forward slash wave book, W-A-V-E-B-O-O-K. Excellent. We all need help. You know, it doesn't matter who we are or what we're going through. You know, we, we can get to a point where we're managing quite well on our own and then we have a stumbling or have something happen and we need somebody there that can just put us back on track get back into our channel and there is no shame in that because we are not meant to do we're, we're meant to walk the walk on our own but we're not meant to uh, have all the knowledge and just you know find it all on our own that's the reason why you've been given the gift of the wisdom that you have and you're there to share it with people who are at their stuck and as you said the mind, the mind gives permission to everything else to be heard. 
So we need to get in there and, and have a dialogue with that mind and uh, start changing it from there, don't we? Yeah, and we heal, we heal together. We heal when we step out of isolation and come into community. So um, I'm happy to connect with any of your listeners. Again, if it seems like a good fit, I do give complimentary consults and lots of different free resources to uh, support you in taking the next step to your, uh, your well-being and your health. And the big thing is, as you said, is accountability. And I say is participation in your own life. This isn't you handing yourself over to someone to fix. Uh, as I said, no downloadable app for it. It is you participating in your own life, doing what you need to do to get back in track, back in channel with yourself. And the reward that you get at the end of it, of who you become, how you see your life, how you live your life is so abundant and enriching. It's really worth the time to invest in yourself. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us here. Most certainly the book, most certainly is needed. As I said, we've got so much diabetes out here right now. And so the book again is called, hang on, I'll get to it, is Wave Goodbye to Type 2 Diabetes. Um, we do need to wave goodbye to that. We need to understand the sugar that's, you know, in everything and driving us. We need to be more engaged with who we are, um, mind, body, spirit, and soul. And uh, we need help in getting ourselves back on track and into, into traveling with ourselves and you know, the people that are there along the way. So her Facebook group is Joy, Vitality and Plenty, uh, Dr. Nikki Steinberger.com community. And she's in LinkedIn, Dr. Nikki. She's on Instagram, Dr. Nikki Steinberger. She's on Twitter, Dr. Nick, PhD. And of course, her site is Dr. Nikki Steinberg.com. Take a look at the book, reach out to her, look at all the freebies that she's got and just, you know, get the feel. And as she said, she gives a free consult. You're losing nothing. Have a chat. See if there's that synergy of what she's got will help you where you're going right now. And, but please do something. Take actionism. Please do something. Right. So. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. And I look forward to uh, connecting with your listeners and, and supporting whoever I can. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And again we're not meant to do it alone you're there to help them on that journey and when they do imagine when they become more enriched and abundant within themselves and their health mind body and soul what gift they then become to other people so it's always about sharing it forward isn't it it is thank you so much thank you very much until next time folks remember your health is your choice Dr. Nick is here to help you. You're not alone. You are never alone, but I'm afraid you do have to take some actionism. Until next time, bye for now. Welcome to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is...